Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. I think I'm in the wrong place. I don't I see. Ironic, isn't it? We're heading on out of here in a couple more weeks or so, and have to be in 10 years with the camels, but... All right. Like Brent said a few weeks ago, we've been in the desert this whole time, and now we're going to the promised land, right? (laughs) Oh, man. You know, certain things happen in society, and it kind of clicks in me about, I think there needs to be a message on that. We're going to look at God's Word today on why doctrine matters in your life. You say, well, what... What's that about? You know, what's, what's even that biblical doctrine or what is that? I want you to look at it this way and we'll pray. I want you to look at it this way. It's so important. As you look how we live, our, our foundation in, in our society, some say, what is that? What did you learn in grade school, junior high, high school, study on, uh, if you did go to college, is this. The United States is unique because it has the Constitution. Uh, There's no other like it. Uh, The only one even close to it is Israel. And as Jim and I were talking last night, even a lot of other countries have, democracies are based on how they founded their country on the Constitution we have. It is unique because it was bathed by Christian leaders and, and through God's word. That's the same with you and I, what's so important about this. But not only that, there's foundational truths in this. It is called doctrine. And if you go from that, we get in all kinds of trouble. We're going to look at that today, but the hope that we have also. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful. Lord, we're excited. In just a few weeks, we will be in a place that you have given us, Lord. We thank you all these years that uh, you've given us favor here with Tadmore, and now that we're going to be moving soon, and we're, we're all just so humbled to see what only you could do. So, Lord, I ask you even that right now that we've said for so many months, may your people, Lord, see what only you could have done and take it into their life today. Wherever the problem is, whatever the fear, whatever the heartache They've seen what you've done in our church. May they know that you're the God of miracles and you can do the same in their life, their marriage, whatever it might be. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was reminded how out of control that our society has gotten. I would, uh, I'm going to touch say a couple things about Pastor Ben's message here through my message this week. And uh, so... Last week, and we know we've had these spells, like it's great for your sinuses, isn't it, the weather that we've had, okay? So one day it's 60, the next day it's 20. So anyway, so I'm driving, I'm getting off the freeway ramp, and I, it, it was so cold that night. It was about, I don't know, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. It was getting kind of dark, and I see a, a homeless guy, and it's so cold he's sitting on the ground. 
And so this all happened within three seconds, okay? So I get a couple dollars out, and I felt so bad, and I, I didn't know what else, so I started talking about the Lord. It's literally within three seconds. The light turns green, and I get to two dollars, and all of a sudden, the guy behind, this is how callous our society's got. The guy behind me just, and he didn't lay off the horn. He sees what I'm doing. And so I had this extra sweatshirt, and I threw it at the guy and said something about the Lord, and, and I left. But I, I have to confess I didn't leave on good terms, that I followed the guy that, that laid on the horn with me and uh, got up beside him, and, uh, well, thankfully, he cut down the other road. So thank you, Lord. Anyways, but I thought, how cow? And I said to myself, what are we living in? I'm there. He sees what I'm doing. And just because the light just happened to turn, and, and he, uh, he almost hit me because he actually went around me because, again, three seconds, he actually wouldn't wait. So when I cut to leave, I almost hit him because he couldn't even wait. He actually cut out around me even as he saw what I was doing. I thought, well, that is such a picture of our world today. People are so angry about everything, they don't realize what's right in front of them or the true value of what really matters. What really matters to you and to me to stay on track is this book, but what do we get out of it? it it's the doctrine. It's like the constitution. It's biblical truths is what that doctors, it's biblical truths that you and I take that we know that, that we have, that we stand on, that you can't waver from. You know, it, it, it's, if you can say it in this way that in, in Psalm, I think, I think it's Psalm 11, 4, if, if, if now, notice there's a hope in that, if the foundations are destroyed, what can you, what can the righteous do? So I started thinking about that and looking at today's message. Like, if the foundations are destroyed, what can we do? In other words, if, if the church, what, where would the world be without the church? And then you start to think about that another foundational truth is the way God created the family. The way he has marriage between a, a man and a woman. And and, and this, the Bible, that, that we believe is true and real. Jesus was one of those truths. Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. Again, doctrine, and died on the cross for all of our sins. Those are doctrinal truths. And if you get away from them, our society starts to turn into the guy that came after me Thir a Thursday night ago. That's what happens. That's a picture of where we are in our society when we so get away from God's truth. What does the Lord say about this? First John chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 18 down through verse 23. Little children, it is the last hour. We talk about that all the time of our church. You know, a church that doesn't talk about biblical timing of the Lord coming back. You see what he mean, Dallas? Almost a third of the Bible is about prophecy. If we don't talk about where we're at in society, it can't, not only it encourages you, it keeps you going in this battle to be able to fight. 
Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists, in other words, the spirit or false teachers have come by which we know that is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you, you have an anointing. Notice now, as a believer, you here today through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy One, and you know all things. God has given you wisdom. Remember, we talk about it all the time. You have wisdom that the world doesn't have. You have knowledge. You can go to school and grade all the night. But you have wisdom as a believer through the Holy Spirit. I have not written you because you do not know the truth. Again, God's truth, his doctrine matters in your life. But because you know it and that no one lies of the truth. In other words, you can pick a lie out. You know when a church is not teaching God's truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, listen carefully now, he is an antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. Either he who acknowledged as his son has the father also. It was such a picture for me just last week. You missed this. It's been on secular news and Christian news. Uh, I listened to this pastor out of California. If you know, he's a great pastor to listen to. Pastor Jack Hibbs, great pastor, teacher. Talks a lot about the end times and is not afraid to speak the truth in love. But anyways, he was invited uh, into Washington to pray in front of Congress. Well, if you don't know this, they want you to... As a pastor, you always have to hand them what you're going to pray before. Well, if you know even, even any evangelical pastor, they're going to pretty much pray what's on their heart. And so he gave them some, and then he decided just to pray what he wanted to pray. But so listen, what I just read, why doctrine matters. And you say, okay, you know, we see that. They acknowledge who Jesus is. He's saying, I know. They don't. Do you know when he finished his prayer last week, this is our United States of America. He finished his prayer last week in front of all our national leaders in Congress. And he prayed this in closing, in Jesus' name. You know why he was all over the news last week? They didn't like that. He, he offended people by praying in Jesus. Well, we just read it's the last hour. This way. Who are we hurting that we're praying in the name of one who gave his life? We're praying in the name of one who does nothing but want to give us life eternal and give us an abundant life to live? That's why that doctrine matters. We pray, as the book of John, to, in Jesus' name. We're living it right here last week all over the news. How Dare he pray in Jesus' name in our nation's capital in front of the... I'm thinking, wow, is this not where we're at? And all the things, if you saw it on, you know, we're going to hide the truth. No, God says, God says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We don't slam people over the head. You and I know that if you come here to City Church. We speak the truth in love, right? But what, what we do know also, there is a way... You know, all in the Super Bowl, there, uh, a group was given 
five million or something like that to come up with some of the ads. And, and but it's like, what? You know, if, if you saw someone, it was like, we were talking about the Lord, and they were giving millions of dollars, and this is what some of the ads said. He gets us. If you didn't see that, that's what it was about. Well, what are you talking about? He gets us. And then it shows Jesus and some of the pictures uh, washing all the different people's feet and, and, and so forth. Now, could be wrong, but the last time I, I, I noticed about the Bible, the only feet that Jesus washed were the disciples' feet. So right there, they're off on doctrine. Okay, that's one. Secondly, he gets us. Well, what do, who's he? And, and someone that does nothing, you know, why didn't, as we talk about signatures, why couldn't they put, like, all throughout the different parts of Super Bowl, the Casa, and just flash some scripture up on the screen? Yes. Nothing is more powerful than the word of God. It's sharper than any two words is stored. It speaks to the hearts of people. That's why this matters. That's why the truth of God's word never changes. If the foundations, if the doctrine, if the, if the way God made it, if we start to change that, who can help? In other words, you and I, we, we can't even stop the evil that's coming if we rip away the foundational truths of what this book tells us. This is where, and, and then, I, I mean, I see all this stuff. I'm like, I don't have enough time. To, what do I bring in a message? And then, the, then there's a pastor who, like, if you went right out here in front of the, in the middle of, of, of the service here and put a big trampoline, and a guy actually, the pastor during the service, it's a mega church, and he starts preaching as he's jumping up and down on the trampoline. Wow. Yeah. I could tell you more. And then the, the, and the, another one, the guy, the guy has a thing of, sir, of, of some type of maple syrup or something, and he's trying to make an illustration. I didn't know it because I just kind of got mad and turned it off, but he's just taking syrup, and he's going around making some illustration, and he's pouring the syrup all over the Bible. And, and I'm thinking, this, this is... This is where we're at today. See, this, this is entertainment. Oh, come to our, come to our church and see what we're going to do. What's, what's going to happen next? You know, come on and see. You know, we're going to do this. And that's not even half of it. I want to get to a couple others in a minute. But if you and I walk away from what is true and real here, Whatever foundation that you're building, you can have the greatest athlete that you can ever make as a mom or a dad, and you work with them. Is there a kid throwing that little ball, that, that little wiffle ball back and forth, and they get into grade school, and they excel in junior, high school? That's not going to keep them away from going out and drinking on Friday night. Only thing. That's going to keep them is the word of God that you have instilled in their heart. That's what stops them. That's what makes them successful. This is where we are, though, in our society. We're going to, we're going to make the, in such a way that we are, nah, we can, oh, it's okay about God, but you start bringing Jesus in, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. The truth, 
the foundational truth, doctrine matters, that Jesus was born into this world, lived a sinless life, no sin, and took himself on the cross. He put himself there, and he took all the sin of the world, and he died for us, and three days later, he rose from the grave. That's the hope that we have. That's what we hold on to. And when you look at it from any other way, I tell people, go ahead. I don't even argue with people today. You know, you see these pastors and they're out on the sidewalks. And, and I remember when I was going to University of Arizona in Tucson, and, and, and I would just go out to lunch, watch. I, 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 you know, I was kind of out, way out there. But anyways, I'm out and I'd eat my lunch out and outside where they, you know, you get lunch and there's all these different places you could sit. And there was a guy that was out there and he was preaching, screaming, and yelling. And, and, and it was like, was it doing any good? I mean, I'm thinking, come on, man. Because they would laugh and ridicule and, and didn't even know what the guy was actually saying. One guy came through on roller skates one day and just, just slammed the guy with a, a plate of whipped cream and a whole thing. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, there, there's a way. Yes, there is a way. There is the right way. It is to present God's truth and love. And God created this, what we have today and what he has built. There is a uniqueness. There is a uniqueness of the church. That's you. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. And doctrine today matters just as much as it did 2,000 years ago, thousands of years ago when God put it all together. Look at the second. Let's look further here before I get off track here. <laughs> I want you to look at <clears throat> Timothy and as we continue on why it's so important of the truth is our constitution, United States, what the Bible, what God's word is to our life as a believer. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 and then we're going to flip over to another verse after that. 2 Timothy chapter 1, look at verse 13. Hold fast. In other words, what you know to be true and real, this doctrine which is here. Hold fast the pattern, doctrine of those sound, sound words. That's doctrine which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That the good things which committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Now, I'm going to flip over and I'm going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 in verse 3. For the time will come. Here we are again. This is our world right where we're at today. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears. They heap up for them teachers. Isn't that amazing? Let me read it again. For the time will come. When they will not adore, I don't want to hear that. I just want to feel good. I want to know how I can profit and make it in this world. Don't, don't tell me about sin and don't tell me about what I need to do right and what the Bible says about what is right and wrong. No, I don't want to hear that. I want to know, I just want to feel good. See, that's itching ears. Or, or I want to come to be entertained. That's what God's word's telling us right there. This is where we are today. Let me finish it. Well, not in their, for their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. It's the last part of talking about what took place. If you didn't see this Super Bowl Sunday. I, I don't like 
different things like that because I, I just believe God's word is so sacred and so real and how that if I'm going to preach, I'm not going, I, I'm going to bring something in with it, but I'm not going to bring, wrap my whole message around the Super Bowl. Okay. If some other pastor wants to, that's fine. But I, I just feel like God's word is like, I'm going to touch on it, but I'm not going to have a whole theme of this is Super Bowl. Site. Well, anyways, the church did, and they actually, some of you saw this. Because this is where we're at in society because of the church, because of false teachers, because we have watered down the sacredness of doctrine, of what is true and real. Because what is true and real from heaven always stands. It will never fade away. And when God says something is right, it's right. When God says something it's wrong, it's wrong. When he says I created man and woman, I created man and woman. When he says I created a marriage between a man and a woman, I've created marriage between a man and a woman. It doesn't change. So, Super Bowl Sunday at this mega church happened to, I mean a mega, mega church. Again, this was all over the news. Super Bowl themed Sunday. So, Get up, what they do, they have it up here. Everything's going on. They have everything decorated like it's for the Super Bowl. So I didn't even know what they were trying to prove, but they actually have the Bible, okay? And they have, they have the Bible down. And they, they're trying to get something across, but it's say, okay, it's time. We're going to try and have a breakthrough. And, and they kneel, the guy kneels down like he's kicking a field goal, okay? And the person is over here. And they actually flip, flip the Bible to the person. He kneels down and they kick the Bible over as like they're kicking a field goal. Google it. If you, I, I, I couldn't even hardly stand to watch what took place after that. So I don't know what they were trying to get across. So I'm thinking two things. One, what I just mentioned, the sacredness of God's word. Secondly, teachers that tickle the ears of people today. Oh, we're going to have Super Bowl Sunday. It's okay. I don't have a problem. But it's based on God's word first. You don't highlight something over that. And not only to do that, where were all the leaders in that church that said, eh, Pastor, I don't uh, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not just saying that, and you know me as your pastor, that I don't get down on a lot of things. But, and hopefully they preach the gospel, I hope, most of the time. But how off track can you be? Who around shows you the lack of immaturity in their leadership? There was no one on their staff of this megachurch said, eh, I don't think we should do that. that eh, this is, you know, why? Holy Spirit. Lack of conviction. Know that it is amazing what you begin. I don't care if you're here and you're in high school. Or, or I, I don't care what age you are. As a believer, you know what the Holy Spirit says about you and, and about us? As we get older, the Holy Spirit in our life renews to such a place. In other words, it becomes not only new, but brand new. Every day till the day that you see Jesus Christ in the heavens in the rapture or, or till we pass away and we go into heaven. You renew as a believer 
and you get stronger and wiser. That's what I'm saying. We are in such a place that we are in trouble today. You know why? You know why I feel that we're in so much trouble? It's because of the church today. It's because of what we're teaching and what we're, I, I mean, I could go on and on to different things that I saw this week. The sacredness, let me get at this, that is so important that God's word is. It's so important. You know, I was talking a couple things when it comes to what we just read and the foundational truths of God's word. And what we're called to do as a church, and it is to never waver from that foundation. When we do, I mean, I, I get scared so because the Bible says in the book of James, I'm going to be held responsible someday what I said to you, what I brought to you, that this book is so real and true. You know, a uh, couple things, Ben and I were, were talking, and he said, Dallas, I want to tell you something. He said, uh, we had all the prayer that all of you prayed, another, another miracle that, that, that we had at City Church was we prayed a month ago that we would have this, somehow the tech team that was coming in would have a cancellation. And they text Brent. I say, hey, want to just let you know we're going to be able to come in a few weeks earlier because we had some type of cancellation. That's the Lord. That's you guys praying, Okay. So Ben gets with them and prays with them, okay? They were over there three or four days this week and, and prays with all the tech team that came in from, I think, Indiana, okay? Now, they go in a lot of churches, a lot of mega churches everywhere. And this is what they told Pastor Ben. Ben prayed with them. Lord would be with them, watch over everything they do and all these things. And they said this to Ben. Hey, we just want to let you know, the last few years or whatever, all the churches we've been to, out of all the churches we've been to to do work in, you're the only pastor that's ever prayed with us. What does that say for the state of, of what we're living in? This is a group of people that go in to churches constantly over and over and over again. See, where we've got, God's standards not changed. We have. We've decided that it's okay to, you know, it's, it's okay to, if you want to live together, or if you want to define who this and who that is, or you decide, oh, don't say, don't, don't use that word sin. See, what's so important about what I'm saying today with that doctrinal truth and why it matters? If you are willing and me, and I've said before and I preach, when I go to the Lord, I said, Lord, will you forgive me? And I, and I pause for a minute. He flashes before me the things that I've gone against him with. And I'm able to confess that. What are we lacking in our world today that there is no, none of that? Do you understand why the world is so at unrest and so angry and so upset at everything? They don't know that. They don't know that they can be cleansed every day as we have as a believer. You and I have that. How long would a, would a relationship between a, a mom and a daughter or, or kids or a husband, how long would that relationship last if you didn't sometime or another say, hey, hey, honey, I, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done this. How long would that last if you, you know, I remember one time 
we were in a hurry. We were on vacation. It was kind of like a working vacation. I was looking at all these other churches and seeing how they do ministry, and, and we were in a hurry, and, and Novella kind of fell over the gas pump, and I said, what are you doing? We're in a hurry. And she scraped her knee on. I said, we got to get there. We're not going to get there on time, and, you know, it kind of bothered me over the years. I still would think about that. So I, a couple of years ago, I went to her. I said, hey, you remember that time? This is going back years ago. And I explained the whole thing to her. She said, Dad, I, I don't even remember that. And I'm like, isn't that a picture of the Lord? She doesn't remember that. I kind of got on her about we're in a hurry. She felt it. And, and that's, that's who the Lord is. If we're willing to confess, he's, he's like, hey, Jesus, meaning Jesus, I died on the cross for your sin. If you're faithful just to come to me and ask for forgiveness, it's, it's good. I'm here for you. See, you and I today, you want to be successful. Why doctrine matters in your life is because we want joy and peace to live in every day. Not what I shared with you about in a traffic the other night or, or the things that you have to deal with everybody. All right, let, let, me, let me close with one more thing. I want to go to the very last book of the Bible. But I want to share with you one of the things I want to do with our pastors tomorrow night. <laughs> Tomorrow night, we're going to go over as pastors, and we're, we're going to go in front of the stage of the, of the new auditorium. Let me just say this about Grace Church. Grace Church has been amazing to us, and, and I want them to know. We're, we're, we're going to do as 1 Corinthians 3 says. As the disciples continued to do what they did, another one just comes along and waters and continues that truth. We're moving into place that was already dedicated to Jesus. And we're thankful for what Grace Church did. We're going to just build on what they've done there. Continue God's work. And I thank the Lord till the day that he takes me home that the Lord put on Grace's heart to do what he did as far as how we could get that building. But it's already been used for his kingdom. But what we want to do is continue that. So we're going to take... We're going to take one of my grandfather's Bibles and we're going to go tomorrow night and we're going to pull the wood up and we're going to lay it down where underneath where the pulpit and where Ben leads worship and where I'm going to teach from. We're going to put that inside where anyone would stand is going to present and stand on the word of God each and every week. That's what, that's what this is to us. To kick it off the platform but to know that we will stand on the truth of God's word. No matter what, how much pressure that you get where you're at, at work or whatever, no matter how much family, who comes at you, or you feel like you're isolated, if you are willing to stand on what God's word says is true and is real, you will be successful in this life. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow, it might be years from now. Again, as I said, we're going to close in a minute. Ten years, you're willing to wait. And now we're getting something that only God could do. That's what he does when you, me, we are willing to wait. I'm here to challenge you today. Wherever it is that you need to wait, wait a little longer. Watch what he does. Let's close with this. In the book of Revelation, as far as God's word, is truth. The church, that's you, it's me, 
says in the book of Revelation, chapter 14. Revelation 14, 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. Why doctrine matters is because there's nothing, nothing more powerful than to know when God says something is true that it is and then he never changes. And you and I, we're here today. We are here today because someone was so convicted and so believed without a doubt that this is God's word. And the truth and the doctrine of it is so real that they, a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, do you know that it's still amazing to say, uh, and I'm going to talk just a minute. We don't talk too much about my upbringing, but, and it, and it hurts my heart to drive by the temple today and see the, the just destruction of, that it's in over there, but it is what it is. But anyways, if you want to believe that the devil is real, the devil twice, once through the fire in 81, destroyed it, and now he's destroyed it again. Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. Has destroyed the building. You are the church. And your works, the, the verses that you have sown, the truths that you have lived by will continue on. I challenge you, if you didn't hear Pastor Ben's message last week, to, to listen to how important it is that the generations that are coming forth, they don't know. You have the responsibility to pray over them as little babies or to instill in them God's word or to live the truth and to hear a granddaughter, which we heard at, at Judy's memorial service, at, at Ben's mother-in-law, at Lori's mom's service not too long ago, to hear that granddaughter, Callie, get up and give such a powerful testimony. To know that her grandmother, before she was even out of the womb of her mother, a grandmother was already praying for her. And what an amazing Christian young lady she is today. Because the truce of this was lived in a grandmother's life. That's real. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with a life changed right before you because the prayers of a grandmother, of a life that was lived, all because she believed everything in here is true and is real and we build our life upon this. Doctrine matters. Don't change from it. Don't wait from it. And if I ever get to the place, I want you to walk away from this church that I don't stand on this truth. This is real. And this will guide you, will direct you when you're lonely, 
will help you in times that you don't know what to do next because God's truth, he says he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He says he, Jesus said when he was on this earth, he is the one. What you and I look for will give you to work for as a believer will give you life. It's eternal life and life more abundantly. And what more do we want? Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today, there are so many things that we can look at in the last few years. It's changed. Why did it change? I don't know. It just changed. I want you to know that this, this word doesn't change. I want you to know what it says to you about helping you through your life. God will do it. Let him. Wait on him. Believe him. Know that he's coming through. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. And the same word of God that saved you, he will never leave you, and he will never, ever forsake you. As we always do. If there's somebody here watching, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, say, what, what do I have to do? It's just the same thing that everyone has done that believes in the name of Jesus. Man, I think our country today will not let your name, Jesus, be proclaimed. We are so sorry, Lord. But Father, I come before you. If there's someone here that doesn't know where they pray with me right now, Jesus, I believe who you are. Lord, I know from the testimonies through the ages that without a doubt that you are real. I've tried it my own way. I'm going to come before you right now and I'm going to give you my life. It doesn't work my way. So Jesus, will you, will you accept me? I believe who you are. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart to save me, Jesus. Forgive me for all of my sins. And to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And Lord, from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Lord, I thank you for, I thank you for this church that is willing to believe your truth, stands on your doctrine and your word and how it changes our life. Lord, it's been leads us today. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as their savior, may they come forward today and we can show them the way to heaven through you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? 
Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus... I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.